It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm not in it. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's our favorite portion of the program where we turn it over to you at 317-684-8444. Questions, comments, smart remarks. Okay, before we get, because hate, hate you voicemail guy called, mm-hmm. and he's very, very, very upset about something we said last week. Okay. We will address that. But I did want to read you this tweet I got over the weekend, because this is, you know, it's really wild, because the guys down the street from us at 200 West Washington will say, no one listens to their show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the scientific research will tell us, you know, tens of thousands of people are listening, you know hour by hour. So it's really weird. You've got the scientific research that the industry goes by versus the, you know, opinion radio insiders down the street from us at the Indiana state Capitol. And this is, it's just always wild to me what an influence our show has on the masses. And that's why they hate us so much. Why do the politicians hate us so much? Because we are so listened to, and we are even listened to by people who absolutely hate our guts. They wish they had a platform. Because we are so wildly charismatic mm-hmm. and charming yeah. and entertaining. I know. And quite frankly, Great. we're just very beautiful people. <laughs> so this tw- Some of us more than others. So this tweet comes from a guy named, and I've, got, I've, I've never met this guy before in my life, okay. okay? So I have no reason to doubt this is true. It's not like I have played, you know, Parcheesi or uh, hung out at the Bellagio with this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, as my recall, I've never actually met him. Okay, his name is Todd Zimmerman. And Todd Zimmerman is on the Fisher City Council, it appears. And he is running for re-election to the Fisher's City Council. Okay, are you ready? Yep. This is the t- a tweet. I got it on Saturday. Uh, at, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, if you would ever like to tweet me as equally interesting things as this. As I'm going door to door today, I asked residents to honestly tell me what they like and what they may dislike about Fishers. One resident answered the door and said, quote, if you get that Rob Kendall off the air, then you have my vote. <laughs> After about ten, a 10 minute conversation of me asking why she didn't listen to opposing views, she agreed to keep giving you a chance. I probably lost that vote, but kept you on the air. Oh, thank God. Even though you come at Fisher sometimes, I still listen. Have a good weekend. Hmm. So uh, if you are in the greater Fisher's area, please support Todd Zimmerman because he's keeping us on the air. Yeah, he, uh, he, he saved your job. Um, so I was thinking in my uh, racking my brain and I was thinking, OK, how often do we really talk about Fisher's? And I can only think of, and maybe I have missed some other egregious thing that I've said, because clearly I've said many of them over the years. But the only things I can think of that we have mentioned in the city of Fishers is their horrific, terrible, awful, no good dirtball mayor, Scott Fadness, who shut the businesses down at 10 p.m. because, quote, COVID. Mm -hmm. And 
we rip on him all the time because he is a total rhino and awful. And so we do point out when he does ridiculous stuff. And the other thing with Fishers that we have mentioned is how the supposed conservatives on the Hamilton Southeastern School Board have stabbed the taxpayers in the back by agreeing to put another school referendum on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So that is amazing to me that us mentioning those two things about how ridiculous it is that the loser mayor there hurt businesses by arbitrarily shutting them down at 10 p.m. because I guess COVID started at 10 and at 9.59 you were fine, pointing out how stupid that is and then pointing out how the school board stabbed people in the back by putting another tax referendum on the ballot. I guess if that enrages you and makes me a bad guy, then guilty as charged. I do recall one other time we talked oh. about Fishers, and that was about the Geist Water Park. That's the, right. The parking. We did. When the yeah. parking went up to like $50. Yes, how they basically said, if you are you are an outsider, we do not want you in the city of Fishers, and they are now charging ridiculous fees mm-hmm. to park yeah. at Geist. Yes, that, right. that is the, correct. For the $27 million beach. But isn't that so wild that we are so, even amongst people who hate us, we are so top of mind and wildly popular that some guy comes to your door and says, hey, I'm, I'm really trying to improve our city. I'm trying to do a better job. What would you like to see improved? And it's not a water and sewer issue. It's not roads. It's not infrastructure. It's not tax reform. It's mm-hmm. not, why are you using taxpayer money to build minor league hockey stadiums? It's... Get can, that radio guy get, off the air. Get Rob off the air. He doesn't even live here, but he's pointing out obvious things where our government is coming up <laughs> short, and that is highly offensive mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. You're but, very popular in fish. But hey, nobody listens, right? right exactly. uh, okay, so last week, I forget how we got on this, but we were talking about the summer of love and what happened and how in many cases cities were essentially burned to the ground. I know how we got on it. We ah. were talking about Jefferson Shreve. Oh, yes! And that he needs to come out and yes, ask right. where Hogsett was. Yes, that's right. We were we were pointing out how Shreve is spending all this time focused on law-abiding gun owners and running television ads and spending all sorts of money to target law-abiding gun owners rather than actually doing the job necessary to get elected, which is go with the guy who is a huge part of the problem, which is Joe Hogsett. Mm-hmm. And the ad you need to run, because everybody knows where Joe Hogsett was during the riots, everybody knows, is run the ads telling everybody where Joe Hogsett was during the riots and why he disappeared as the city burned to the ground. Now, that apparently made this guy very angry. I will tell you this from my own experience because I was downtown as the riots were beginning to start. I've told this story many, many times. My now wife and I, this was kind of the first weekend that uh, Lord Eric the Red had and, and Boss Hogsett had permitted bars and restaurants to be open in some capacity. We were downtown. I'll tell you exactly where we were. We were at Brothers. The uh, This was, I guess, a Friday night. The sky was beginning to, uh, the sun was beginning to set. And I started seeing some clientele venture past that looked as though that was not going to end well in the foreseeable future. And I told her at the time, I said, we have to go. Yeah. She was in the middle of something. I said, doesn't matter. Pay the tab. Let's go. We got out of here about 30 minutes before... All hell broke loose in this city. I will tell you as someone who then came downtown Sunday. So after night one and night two for the now defunct, once award winning, Marconi worthy Rob Kendall show on Sunday, this place. And I say this as someone who had who owned a business that was hit by a hurricane multiple times. 
looked like it had been hit by a hurricane. Mm. There were fires that had been extinguished. There were windows that were broken. I mean, there was just, the monument was a disgrace. I mean, you can still see the ramifications of that. This city was turned upside down. And I use the phrase, the city was burned to the ground because essentially downtown Indianapolis, the greater downtown area, was in many ways burned to the ground, smashed to the ground. Whatever word you want to use, people were murdered because Joe Hogsett disappeared. And it happened in Portland, and it happened in Seattle, and it happened in Chicago, and it happened in New York, and it happened pretty much in every major metropolitan city across this country, something similar happened. Now, if you want to play word salad and say, it was smashed to the ground, not burned to the ground, it's all the same. Cities were burned to the ground because the people in charge did absolutely nothing. And then we get this voicemail. This narrative you have that all the major cities in the United States were burnt to the ground. I mean, where the hell did you get that information? What was burnt to the ground in Indianapolis? What was burnt to the ground in any city? You have such a false narrative. You have so, you're so, I mean, are you just pandering to the, I I know that you have had people who don't like you because you don't support Trump 100% of the time, but you got to throw them a bone. I mean, come on, man. You saw what he did. He didn't ask people to walk down to the Capitol to to be nice. They had deuces. They had a gallows set up. It wasn't a peaceful protest. It wasn't questioning the legitimacy of an election. He wanted to do exactly what they did. They read him loud and clear, and they did exactly what he wanted them to do. Pull your head out of your ass, see what reality is for a change, and and stop this crap about all these cities being burnt to the ground. He's talking about two different things. Well, yeah, so we had said, because what triggered this guy is that we had said Trump held a a rally, which he is entitled to do, in the nation's capital. Mm -hmm. He asked people to walk to the nation's capital, which he is entitled to do. At no point did he tell anyone to storm the capital. He was not up front with a bayonet yelling charge. He told people to go home. And this guy is so triggered by that that apparently he is willing to excuse the events of downtown Indianapolis in which someone just sent me a text, and they're absolutely 100% right, the CVS was burned to the ground. Mm. So what, whatever phrase you want to use, smashed to the ground, mm-hmm. burned to the ground, mm-hmm. shot to the ground, uh, spray painted to the ground. It was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of it was a little bit of the perfect soup that took place in the greater downtown Indianapolis area. But you're talking about two different timelines. You're talking about May of 2020. And he's talking about January 6, 21. But what he what he's trying to say, because I think he's conflating and mixing things together, is we were talking about, and we have many times on the show, none of these Democrat politicians give two dams about what happened in Indianapolis, Seattle, Portland, fill in your favorite metropolitan city, but they will go to the ends of the earth to prosecute Donald Trump for telling people to go home for January 6th. Buddy, and I'm going to say this, no shtick on this one, Okay. As someone who drove downtown the Sunday after two nights of riots, and as someone who's at a business and lived through hurricanes, I will tell you what downtown Indianapolis looked like was worse than a major hurricane going through a city. Roads were closed off. It was like some sort of dystopian, like end of the world 
existence where there are people scattered around trying to put boards up, people trying to sweep glass out of the street, people trying to put out fires. I was in the middle of the day, Casey, on a Sunday, I was petrified to be down here mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to get out of here. And I only hoped that I could make it out in one piece. That was the longest show I ever did. This city was a disaster. And whatever you want to call it, it sucked. And whatever you want to call it, it's the fault of Joe Hogshead, which no one knows where he is. And the point of all this to wrap it up is that Jefferson Shreve would rather spend his money on ads going after law-abiding gun owners than calling that clown out. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's going to join us next.